Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day and things are going well for you and your family. And we will continue in this podcast with examining Old Testament books. And today we're going to look at the book of Ezekiel. The name Ezekiel means God strengthens, an appropriate title for the book and for the prophet who was given a stern message for the Jewish exiles in Babylon. Um, Ezekiel's authorship of this book is universally accepted. Though his name is never mentioned in any other Bible book, he is identified as the author in several ways within the book. He identifies himself by name, uh, chapter 1, verse 3, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest. (laughs) It's hard to uh, get much more uh, emphatic on who the writer is and things. Um, He he uses unique uh, parables, allegories, and symbolism throughout the book. And the priestly emphasis throughout the book points towards Ezekiel the priest. It's a pretty unique book. He was born in the family of Buzai the priest in 622 BC at the height of Josiah's reformation in Jerusalem. Uh, He was exiled with Jehoiakim in 597 BC when Nebuchadnezzar took the best of the land to Babylon. There he lived in his own house and a Jewish colony called Telebib by the river Chabar, um, which was a can, uh, canal to the Euphrates River. Uh, Ezekiel was married, but his wife died uh, during the siege of Jerusalem. You can find reference to that in chapter 24 and uh, 1, verse 1, and verses 15 18. Using his own home there in the little uh, colony of Jewish people, uh, he uses it as a meeting place. He's ministering to the elders that gathered for his council. And his ministry lasted uh, for 23 years, which is pretty amazing. So the historical setting, the day of the writing is between 592 and 570 BC. Ezekiel is precise in dating many of his prophecies. The point for which he dates them is 597 BC, the year of Jehoiakim's captivity. So the geographical location of Ezekiel Ezekiel and Daniel are distinguished from all the other prophets in that they minister primarily out of Israel, proper Palestine, as that we that would be referred to. Daniel, he's a royal son of Judah, served in the royal court, Gentile court of Babylon. Uh, and Ezekiel, a priest, served as a counselor to the Jewish exiles. They were close to the same age. Uh, Daniel was exiled in 605 BC and Ezekiel in 597 BC. Um, but at any rate, the, the Jewish colony was about 50 miles southwest of Babylon. Uh, Tel Aviv means mound of grain. That's the name of the colony, suggesting you know it was uh, well fertile land. You know, you know there was lots of water there, well watered plain. Um, it has been suggested. There's no proof of this in scripture, but it has been suggested this location was arranged by Daniel, who ruled the province of Babylon. Um, Daniel 2 verse 48 affirms that then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the province of Babylon the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon so we do see that he could have easily done it being the ruler of that province so the political system 
the setting system as well. The, the book moved from the time of Judah's Vassail under Babylon to a time of captivity in Babylon. As noted, Daniel had providentially risen to the re-ruler of the whole province of Babylon, uh, chief of Nebuchadnezzar's counselors. Um, this time period really was the pinnacle of the Babylonian power. Okay, Ezekiel had very little to say about Judah's politics. He didn't even mention Zedekiah. Okay, There's no mention of him. His prophecy speaks of no king of Israel or Judah, except, you know, David and Jehoiakim for dating purposes. Okay, like when did this happen type of thing. He had lots to say, though, about heathen nations. A lot. Ezekiel pronounced judgment on the surrounding countries because of their violence against the Jewish nation. Unlike Jeremiah, Ezekiel did not dwell on the political history of the time. So again, we just see the differences. It's amazing how God uses each of us with our different abilities and likes and interests and things. So none of that for Ezekiel. So the religious setting, uh, the nation of Israel is gone. No king, no country, no temple. Had to carry on her religious rituals. The only place of religious gathering now is in Babylon. Um, Ezekiel's home is definitely one of note. And this is the time we kind of see the prototypes of the synagogue leaders uh, who would later become the rulers of the synagogues and saying this is really the infancy of that time period. So that's really the biggest religious uh, impact we see from the book um, for the nation of Israel. The purpose of the book of Ezekiel is at least twofold, to promote repentance and faith by warning of God's imminent destruction or judgment on Jerusalem and the nations, uh, to stimulate hope and trust by his later message of reassurance that the nation would eventually be regathered, the city restored, and a new temple built. And, and you know, we, we live in a time period we've seen the regathering, the temple has been rebuilt and things, but uh, in previous and had been destroyed by the Romans later, but we forget how marvelous that promise was, you know, and it was a real shining beacon for the Jewish people. The first mention, uh, first message was stressed during the first six years of his ministry, verifying that Jerusalem, the temple would be destroyed. Babylon would not quickly fall, and Egypt was a false hope. Don't trust in her because she would fall to Babylon. Uh, and we know in history that the Jewish people that survived the Babylonian Empire did look to Egypt, and she did fall. After the fall of Jerusalem, uh, Ezekiel became a prophet of hope, uh, prophesying Israel's final restoration. And he gave detailed picture of Israel's glory. So that would have been very encouraging um, to those people who were really felt locked up and kept in captivity um, in, in just all those emotions. I can't even imagine them, but that would have been a real shining hope for them. Some unique contributions of the book. Um, you, sh- you shall know that I am the Lord. You shall know that I am the Lord. That statement, that phrase is repeated over 60 times in Ezekiel. Uh, and speci- specifically and especially with regard to the idolaters. 
relates well with the similar statement by Elijah as he proved who the true God of Israel was. He is a covenant keeping. He will keep his word. His promises are sure. His judgments are sure. All right. He's going to keep it. He won't fail. Uh, So there's that. And then Israel's idolatry in Egypt, uh, chapter 20, verses 5 to 9. He reprimands the idolatry, uh, adulterous elders in this chapter. And the prophet reminded them their history of idolatry as a nation and it just won't end well uh, this tendency of to go to idolatry was cured with the stay in babylon and he's making sure they get the point don't go back to idolatry all right another really significant portion of scripture in ezekiel verse chapters 36 to 39 is the regathering and the conflict with Gog and Magog. This is a classic passage on the final regathering of Israel and her great conflict with the northern confederacy. The prophet reveals a number of future events. The Lord himself will return them to the land where they'll be cleansed and were given a new heart. That's in chapter 36, verse 26. The nation will arise as dry bones. But while at a latter point receives spiritual life, chapter 37, verses 1 to 14, and be united in the rest of that chapter. A great northern power, Gog and Magog, will invade Israel and then be, be challenged by a large southern and western alliance. That's in chapter 38. By supernatural means, Gog and Magog will be destroyed to give a demonstration to the world of the Lord's sovereignty. That's found in chapter 39. And Israel will experience spiritual rebirth when the Spirit is poured out on them following that battle. And I do hope in our church service in the near future um, to uh, spend some time looking at that because we've been going through on um, what Sunday nights uh, through Revelation and um, this battle is definitely a future event. And so we looked at uh, to uh, look at that in uh, greater ways in the future. And when that happens, I'll be sure to let you know. But I hope that this just gives you a little taste of what the book of Ezekiel is all about and get in there and to read it, to understand it, and just to encourage you to explore the word. Don't Don't stop. Keep exploring the word. And keep looking to Jesus. Thanks for listening in today.